Thank you all for tuning in to the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors, Derm Dude, Par Hopper, Nobles Networking, Knife A Month underscore shop uh, on Instagram. Go check them out. I just got my new uh, subscription box from them. Thank you, guys. Uh, shit, I can't remember. Everybody, all the rest of the sponsors. Thank you. Our management company, Red Circle, and uh, all the corporate sponsors that run before, after, and during the show. Thank you. Uh, Drizzly, who just came back on, our uh, alcohol uh, delivery company. Thank you. Uh, anyway, one of my real good friends, somebody that I have got really close with over the past year or two, uh, just had a new song come out. And I've been trying to get this curly-headed asshole on the show, but our schedules just didn't match up worth a shit. And finally, I got Dustin Heron on the show to talk about Alabama Clay and just all the cool shit he's had going on lately. So uh, I'm glad that you finally had some time for me, Princess. Um, you know, nothing like a nothing like me trying to promote my buddy's song and help his career and him like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go do some other shit. Well, you know, it was, it's all about you and, uh, I, I just want to keep it that way. I just hate, I hate to put the spotlight on me. Um, yeah. yeah. God forbid, I, God forbid you're successful. Yeah. You know, something about being comfortable is just uncomfortable to me and I, I just don't ready for it yet. Yeah. We, I, I, at this point, I'm glad you're struggling. Well, I was hoping that Lee Tucker was going to be the one you had on your show and, uh, I really wanted him to have first shot at it, but I guess, you know, Lee Tucker's got about one more goddamn time, and he's never going to be on it again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I had to throw Lee under the bus. You know what I was going to do? Whenever, whenever he he uh, messaged me today, I was going to ask him, did he want to come, you know, like be on the show too at the same time? But then I was like, I'm not even going to waste my data on this text message right now. Don't. You shouldn't have. Uh, I probably would have told you to tell him to go to hell if he said yes. You'd have been like, uh, nope, we're not going to show now. Uh, well, my thing was, and I love him to death, and I'm going to give him a lot of shit in the next couple of days anyway when I get up there. He doesn't listen to me. Apparently, I don't... because when you when just to to re reiterate how he does not listen, yeah, he tells me you're coming up here tomorrow. Then, and I'm yeah. like, I was like, so I text you. I was like, Josh, why don't we just do the podcast live if you're coming up tomorrow? You know, like I didn't say I was coming up tomorrow, so that's what Lee said. Yep. Uh, the story is, folks, uh, is, um, I have decided, as I've told many people, that I'm going to Nashville at least once a month. I need to. They are every six weeks, something like that, to record live shows because uh, we get such good feedback from doing the writer's round stuff, like uh, just having people on. But it's not really just the writer's rounds. It's the stories that's the, the drinking, it's the shit talking, it's just the atmosphere that's promoted. And um, it's just so much fun for everybody. The listeners love it. And they, it's really helped. I'm not going to say it's helped some of the artists, but it's, I've had several of the artists that's been on the show, especially this last round that we did up in Nashville. And um, they've got, they've got a lot of people that's messaged them and been like, I really love your story. And then that translates and they love the music. And, um, Plus, I just love being around you fuckers. Like, that's that's my favorite thing. And it gives me an excuse to come there and work, drink, and hang out with y'all. So, it's just well, like, hey, win, win, that. win. An excuse to work. Yeah, it's an correct. excuse. Yeah. You put your priorities correct. Work. Right. Yeah. And, and so, absolutely. Warm weather golf with you guys. Oh, my God, dude. You don't even know. It was so nice today. I was like, oh, so I'm so – it's so bad I have to be an adult and do my rights today. It's so horrible. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping – they would cancel, honestly, but they didn't. So, well, uh, what the thing was is, I told Lee that I was going to be up there next week because uh, I felt bad. I just went to Texas for Blaine's birthday, and then Justin Dukes is like, his is on Monday or Tuesday, and I was like, well, shit, how am I going to be like? Dukes invited me up there for his birthday, and I don't want to drive to Nashville, <laughs> but I went all the way to Texas. <laughs> For blades, I'm gonna feel like a complete asshole. Plus, there's a Daryl Singletary memorial thing at scoreboards, and uh, learn to fly, brother. I would if I could like have all this gear shipped with it being uh, okay. That, well, that's you know, the maybe a goal is you go ahead and get uh, two sets of gear. You leave one in Nashville. Um, you know, whoever you can trust. You know, 
Uh, I don't see Lee uh, hauling it up and down three flights of stairs, very written and out very often. So, you know, probably yeah. keep it there. That I've already, I've already kind of thought about it. But I also, yeah. I, I also like the drive, to be honest with you. That's where I clear my head a lot. I, I like to, I, I like to have that little, you know, I think you even have a song about uh, kind of that ride and that talk with God, you know? I, I, yeah, I, I like the ride. I like the ride to the have the good time, but that ride home after the good time, that'll literally have you praying to Jesus because that's what that song's about. I'd had too much of a good time, and that drive home, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Lord have mercy. He had to have been with me because you could not get from Oklahoma back to Nashville in the shape I was in. Lord have um, mercy. Uh, same thing, leaving Texas last <laughs> week. I was like, I'll gladly go out there if I can make it work, but I'm not driving. And, and, and even if I ride with you, buddy, we might have to stop and hit with some of them IV clinics about the Texas line or something because yeah. Lord, the hangovers definitely hurt more than they used to. Yeah. And I have to know now uh, on that last night, you know, and that's the worst thing you ever say is tonight we're taking it easy. And I think it's almost like the people that are like your host or whoever you're kind of hanging out with, they know it's the last night too. And they're like, let's, let's do it up, you know. And unfortunately for you, you don't get to just lay up on the couch all day. You got to hug, tell everybody bye, see you again. Then you got six, seven hours of driving ahead of you. Yeah, I've just decided at some point in time that I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. You live once. I, I'm going to have those days to where they make rest stops for a reason. I'm going to get as far as I can drinking BioLites and taking Adderall. And if I got to stop and take a nap, I'm going to stop and take a nap. If I got to stop and watch Netflix for a little while, that's what I'm going to do. And when I die, I'm going to look dead. Yeah. Hey, David Allen Coe's got one of my favorite quotes of all time. As much as me and you have drank and hung out, I don't know if I ever told you this. Uh, he, he's got a you, – you you know what Billy Bob's is, of course. But uh, he's uh, he's got a live show that's uh, one of my favorite DVDs to watch. And um, he's got a quote from Billy Bob's that's recorded there that night. And he's like, look, when I die, I don't want anybody to walk past my casket and be like, oh, he looks like he's sleeping. He's like, no, when I when people walk past my casket, I want to look dead. He's like, I want my gas tank to look like it's on E because I don't want there to be a drop of life left in me. I don't yeah. want there to be anything left. And for some reason, that resonates with me. It's like, you know what? When I go, I don't want there to be an opportunity that I missed, a day that I didn't live. And, and I get that. The older I get, the more like, you know, me and you get a little bit older, later in our 30s. And uh, – I want to enjoy every day I fucking can. So I don't get, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna go and do, but then we just have to learn that there ain't, there's no reason <laughs> I should say it because there's a lot of good times that happen after midnight, but at a certain <laughs> point, you need one more. You're good. You know, you know, what's one, let's hit one more strip club. Like, nah, we've seen them all. We're just making circles now. You know what I mean? Well, if it's a regular, like, it being Texas and the people that I was around, it would have been hard for me to go to bed early. If it would have been like, let's just say, us at Lake Martin, as much as I love you guys, I could probably go to bed at 12 o'clock. You know, if it's just <laughs> us sitting around a bonfire or something like that, I can turn that night off. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in the door. Not a special night. Special nights, I'm going to go. I'm going to go until I can't no more. Tell me, where all did y'all go while you were out there? We didn't ever leave Fort Worth. No, we we just stayed in the stockyards the entire time. Okay. And uh and, and the stockyards is like similar to Broadway, it's just bar after bar after bar. You haven't been done uh the stockyards yet? I, I, I have, but when I was there I had such a limited amount of time. I went oh. to a show at Filthy McNasty's and I literally had enough time to get in there, play, and then we had to get out and go somewhere else. Everything that uh and you you can ask Dukes and Blaine about this because they've, they've got more of the perspective that you would want to hear than me because they're the musicians. But everything that they love about country music that they fell in love with as country music or as fans or musicians is what Fort Worth is. Like the actual atmosphere, the people, the music they want to hear, the just everything about it, dude. Like it didn't matter what bar you went to, you were going to hear classic country. You were going to hear the songs that you actually love to hear. The people that requested music, they requested stuff that you wouldn't ever expect anybody to request. That's why we 
they kind of are pushing me right now to uh, they want us to go back in a couple months and they wanted me to reach out to some places about you and uh, some more people going with us and them playing some shows out there and getting their foot in the door with some of these places because that's the kind of places they want to play. And that's funny that you mentioned Blaine and them because I was just writing with Blaine and our friend Miss Kimberly Atwood the other day and you know, they were talking about different stuff we all do to you know, make money on the side. And I was like, you know, I, I really, I, I would entertain doing, uh, you know, playing downtown a little bit more if I could do it the way I want to do it. And yeah. uh, Blaine was like, what do you mean? And I was like, if you look at my, my set list, man, it's like nothing but like, maybe I know one new song. Like, I think like, uh, Heartache on the Dance Floor is probably the newest song I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I play most what they would call it, like XM calls prime country and nineties country. And that's just what I like. And I didn't like the fact of people that when you play down there on Broadway and, it, and this is in no way uh, a, a low blow to any of the guys that work really hard down there. I, I don't want to have to feel like while I'm down there, I'm just trying to make a dollar by playing whatever somebody wants to hear. I just really like playing what I enjoy and what I enjoy is 90s country, et cetera, et cetera. Stuff I grew up, what I fell in love with. So when you talk about, you know, that scene out there, that's why I've always been drawn like Oklahoma, Texas, not only for the fact that I can play the music I like, but they really give a crap about original music. And that's all I really do. When I play full band stuff, I mean, it, it might as well be called 90s night because that's just that's just what I love to do. And, well, uh, well I'll, I'll put it to you this way, like uh, – I think it was Friday night. It was either Thursday or Friday night. I can't remember. We went to this place called the White Elephant. And, and yes, awesome. I'm playing the White Elephant. Oh, are and you? I, yeah, when I go out there in May, I'm playing a songwriter show on a Sunday evening at White Elephant. Um, the guy who puts it on was kind enough to include me. His name is Brett Watts, and he does a show every Sunday there. So how, how long are you going out there for? I'm going to, I'm leaving Key West. So this is how the month of May is broke down. Going to Key West, playing, let's just say like the fourth through the sixth, coming back at the seventh, eighth. And then my first show in May on, right now is on the 11th. So that's a Wednesday. So I'm going to stay from basically let's just say the 11th through the 20, whatever that next following Sunday is. In Texas, in Fort Worth. Yeah. I know I'm going to do the first week would be like Dallas, Fort Worth area. Then I'll move down to like new Braunfels is where the, the starting point is. And we'll probably do either Houston or um, uh, Austin, whichever okay. one more more because new Braunfels is kind of in the middle so uh that first week that you're in uh dallas fort worth area who are you gonna be with um my buddy kimball davis may come with me over from arkansas but uh basically i'm gonna hang out um uh, in the dallas fort worth area and it's just i'm doing a solo acoustic tour i'm with you just go ahead and uh have you already booked like airbnbs and shit no uh well luckily well while i'm in the Dallas Fort Worth area. We have a good friend that lives in Arlington and he's more than likely, um, well, he's offered for me to stay with him. And I said, that's not what I was calling to do. I was calling to tell him to be out there. So, so more than likely we're going to be set up like that. So, uh, well, uh, you need to find out if there's room for one more. If there's not, then me and you's going to get an Airbnb because they're, yeah. uh, no, Mr. Reggie would love, love having you come. He's the Miss Reggie and Miss Jan Parsons are the ones that we went out there last year and we did our Nashville to Texas songwriter show. We had all of us out there. We did a backyard concert, et cetera, et cetera. Great time. Great people. Yeah. So I'm going. Okay. Uh, I, di I didn't know I was, but no, there's no any opportunity that I have to go back there, dude. I'm going. I'm not missing any of my, any reason to be in that area. When you get to spend time there, you'll see it like it's the atmosphere it's the people when you when you actually get to spend some time there and you get to play for these people and they get to actually you you see how much i respect your art and how much i respect the people that are around you as far as just the artist side of you goes 
That is how every single person there is. When you sit there and you play the white elephant that night, everybody's going to have your full attention. It, yeah. it, it is it's wonderful. And they're not going to want to hear any bullshit. Like when you play something from 90s, it doesn't have to even be like a, a number one hit from 90s. Uh, what, the, I, whoever played the other night, somebody played Daryl Singletary the note. And the whole fucking bar went ape shit. And it's just like, holy shit, this is where the fuck I belong. Like, you've got everybody in this bar holding their whiskey up or their beer, singing the note together. It was beautiful. Right. Well, that's what little time I have spent in Texas, in that area right there. I've been invited back twice for private shows from people. Yeah. Uh, and when I, when I say private shows, it ain't like you're sitting around a bonfire. These people do it upright. They have a system set up in their backyard. They have chairs, lights, uh, coolers full of beer for the neighborhood. And we're talking, you're playing a private event for like 50, 60 people. And it's been that way the two times I've went out there. And that's not something – where I'm from in my hometown or in my state of Alabama, like and – I, and, I, and I don't mean to generalize the whole state, but – People don't do stuff like that. Like it, it, music is not that big of our culture, but that is definitely a part of their culture out there. And they know the difference between uh, good music and good try music. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they're as sweet as they can be about it, I'm sure. But they, they know, and they know songwriting. They know good songs. They know all that. It's, it's fairly impressive, really. Yeah, that's a uh, I, – I just love it, dude. There's this everything about it to me. It's one of those things that I love Nashville. Don't get me wrong, but there's just a whole different vibe there. There's this everything about Fort Worth area, and it might just be the whole state of Texas that I, I don't know. But the people that are there are just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Uh, All right. Got a plus one now. Yeah. So. No shit. You just make sure that's cool with them because if that's cool yeah. with them, I'm down. Lucky you. I'm driving this time because. Yeah, it just makes more sense because uh, one, just having the freedom of like, and I have, I've had to remind myself that if you play like three nights in a row, you probably need a break. So have a break day. That'll give you time to drive four hours to a new location, get really set up. Because Texas is huge, by the way. Like, and I've really had to learn my geography while putting this little tour together because I don't have anybody booking me. I don't have anybody, uh, I, I don't have anybody that has any hookups. Uh, where somebody says, yeah, we'll just start you on the, you know, east side of Texas, move you in and work you south. And, you know, so I'm having to put all this together. And you got to understand, I spent one week, I spent eight hours a day emailing venues, texting venues, calling venues, blah, blah, blah. Out of that one week, I got three gigs. And I, I, I would guarantee that was a easily three, 300 emails, you know, and I like to start off and go through the proper channels first, but then you're like, okay, now I got to turn my hustle on. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm calling the, I'm calling y'all during y'all's busy time. I know I'm bothering you, but who's the contact and who do I need to talk to, you know? So uh, anyway, long story, I had to really freshen up on some Texas geography to try to put all this together. So I, I've got a guy that's on the show next week. Um, he might even be – I might even have him on this week. I got to look at my schedule. But uh, he's a – Ashley Tucker, he'll tell you when he can be on there. Fuck him. Yeah. God damn, I'm going to – I'm going to end up punching him in the face one day. It's going to be like that brother, those big brother, little brother fight. Frogging. Give him a good little frogging or whatever. DJ, or, DJ Parvo is going to get that ass is what's going to happen. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what's going – that's what the fuck is going to happen. He's going to end up – What's your – is that what your alt, uh, alter, what is it called? Alter ego is going to be? Is DJ Parvo? DJ Parvo. That's right. Did you, did you tell everybody else about your idea of our uh, alter ego band or whatever? Not yet, because it's ours. Somebody's going to steal that shit because it's too hey, funny. Don't tell them then. Yeah, that's, that's us. Because that's okay. I, I thought about the people that would have fun with it, and it's only me and you. Everybody else will take it too serious. No, I, 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 no, I know exactly what I want to do. Yeah. I don't know. I just wish my hairstyle would be easier to get in and out of dreads, but it is what it is. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it for the views and downloads and the stupid shit that we can I've been, do with it. 
I'll be able to say like, oh, that's not me talking. That's my character talking. That's right. That's why you got to make, that's why you got to put the time and effort into it. Yeah. DJ Parvo, I'll have bitches jumping off balconies in no time. Boy, that's low. Do they understand? Have you you shared the reason, the significance of Parvo? Oh, no, no, no. They're going to earn that. And everybody will get that eventually. Okay. No, no, no. I'm going to have him on the show and I'm going to tell him to his face why I'm DJ Parvo. Okay. Yeah. When when did you decide that? When did I decide that? Yes. Uh, you know, about the times all dogs go to heaven. Wow. Yeah. Right now. That's awesome. Hey. So what else were we going to talk about other than Alabama, Alabama Clay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh that came out the twenty second of February. How's it doing so now, far? One week. Uh man, you know. Uh, I think it's doing really good. I think uh, the amount of people who have shared it and stuff like that, um, people who I did not expect to like music or people who normally do not do that kind of stuff have been the ones that have um, took it upon themselves to share it or, you know, write a little thing about how it's one of their favorite songs or something like that. And that's been really encouraging that you're reaching people that you're not trying to. Cause that's when hey, uh, this song has not, this song is, I, I could care less if it does great or not. I did it for me and I did it for people I love and I did it for people I care about. And I did it in memory of a, a great friend of mine. And that's, that, that was the whole purpose of it. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy of how well it's going so far. Good. Good. I, I know it's one of a, uh, you know, I know it's a cover, but it's my, fa- it's one of my favorite things I love hearing you do. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, and what's funny is Josh, a lot of people know, like we recorded that song four years ago. It was yeah. never supposed to be released. It was just a, we, we, we recorded it as a demo, as a uh, kind of a present, kind of a, a gift, so to speak, for some close family friends of mine. Cause, uh, and now I guess I just need to tell you the backstory of why we did all that. Yeah. But yeah. So everybody knows for the most part that I'm from Alabama um, and growing up, Everybody listened to Garth Brooks. This was uh, one of the songs that was on a Garth record. And growing up, just loved this song, Alabama Clay. And uh, one of my best friends, his, his name is Justin Ketchum. Uh, he passed away in, in a car accident, so nobody could, you know, really anticipate it. None of the, the whole community, everybody loved Justin, could just, you were just kind of lost. Well, one of the songs that was played at all the different, um, you know, uh, memorial services and then the funeral, everything was Alabama clay. And when I first started getting into touring around and coming back home and stuff, every time I'd play somewhere, they'd want to hear Alabama clay and we'd all get all emotional and all that stuff. And then at a certain point it quit being a sad song. It started being a happy song, a remembering type song and started doing demos, started doing recordings up here. And I told uh, Miss Laura, Justin's mother, I said, one day when I, when I get to understand what I'm doing, I'm going to record that song for you. So that's what I ended up doing and gave it to her as a surprise uh, a couple of Christmases ago. So like I said, we never thought about it being an actual song we put out. And now I'm just so happy we're able to do that and kind of honor him. And then also, like I said, it's a happy song now. So, yeah. How, how do you know? Cause I, I don't know this process myself when you, do something like that you have to go through like certain channels because it is a garth song right because it is a cover right well garth brooks really doesn't have anything to do with it because he was not a writer okay so, and truly um and, and in all honesty once somebody releases a song it's now fair game so like any song that i've ever recorded whether i and i've released it whether I want to or want them to or not anybody can go record that song now they do have to pay uh, the publishers and the songwriters that that all gets factored in. That's usually handled through a third party, but <clears throat> just to make sure, I, you know, I just wanted it to be good. I didn't want anybody upset. Um, I found uh, the songwriters and I contacted Mr. Larry Cordell. Um, and unfortunately, Mr. Ronnie Shafe, he he's passed away now, but Mr. Larry Cordell, uh, I got up with him via email sent him the track, told him what we're planning on doing. And he was all about it. He, he cool. was, he was really excited to hear it. 
and you know he was thankful and he was he's you know he's like y'all y'all make us proud you're making us proud with this song so it was great to have that that's cool that's gotta be a good moment for them oh and like, like mr larry too is uh he's more known now more for his songwriting stuff in bluegrass like he's really really the epitome of a bluegrass songwriter he also wrote the song murder on music row Ooh, yeah so he's he's no uh it's not like he's just some nobody songwriter. He, he's he's the real deal. And to actually have him get back and say, and hear the recording, say he was proud of that and, you know, kind of gave us the go ahead. That was really a, a big part for me. Well, the first time you ever played Alabama Clay, I think that you probably thought that I knew that it was a Garth Brooks song. I didn't know. So I was like, holy shit, this is good. Like, I was like, Dustin, you're a bad motherfucker. <laughs> and the, <laughs> I didn't know. I'd never heard it before. And then as soon as we got done, you were like, you know, this is a, this is a Garth Brooks song, right? And uh, anyway, I just, I, I like your version better. I, I don't, I, I've always liked your version better. You know, and, and not to, not to toot uh, my horn or anything, but you can't find any of Garth's music unless you have the Amazon app, right? Or the, you buy your music through Amazon. I think or- so. Or you actually have the physical copies of whatever it was, a cassette, CD, whatever. Well, that was a, I think it was like one of the last tracks on that initial Garth Brooks record, the self-titled record that came out in 89. So if you're just one of those people, even back then, that was like a hit chaser. Hell, you just listen to those four or five singles they put out and then you say, okay, that's all I want to hear. You rewind the tape or hit back or whatever you did on CD player. And sometimes the songs like that just kind of get lost in the, in the chaos of it all. And uh, I actually read an article where Garth Brooks said one of the biggest regrets he ever had was that that song was not put out as a single. Yeah. Now don't, he's the, he's the biggest thing in country music. They've got hundreds of songs ready to go probably. But when he said that, I was like, it kind of did get my wheels spinning. Like maybe, this song deserves its chance it never got. Now, whether I'm the guy that does it or not, I'd like I'd like to be, you know. So you definitely kill it, dude. Like it's it. I love hearing you do it. He he's got he's got several songs that that were never singles that I love. His his song Lonesome Dove in Ireland, and and there's another one that I just fucking love listening to. What's the one? It's called the Cowboy. Uh it's, it's Cowboys and Angels. I talked about it last night on the show. <laughs> No, uh, Cowboys and Angels. You've never heard Cowboys and Angels? By Garth Brooks. Yeah. Oh, shit. We talked about it on the show last no, night. My, the one that I play all the, time, all the time is called the Cowboy Song. And it's like, pushing horns weren't easy like the movie. You said, said it was. It was. Yeah, I yeah. know th- I know that one, but no, that's not what this that's one is. My, that's one of my favorites. That oh, that's a badass song. I forget about that song, though. Yeah, if you never heard Cowboys and Angels... Cowboys and Angels is a heater. Um, it's one of those that, like it's like you said though. If you didn't, I my grandmother, way before she passed away, like this had to be like 96, 97. She passed away like in 01. She bought the box set of Garth okay. Brooks. And I remember it had um uh, had every one of his CDs that had came out so far. And I remember listening to everyone nonstop 60 or 70 Garth Brooks songs in a row over and over and over and over again. So I remember every one of them. And I would imagine I've probably even heard Alabama clay. I just, I don't remember it from back in the day, but Hey, there's so many that he had. He songs. I mean, how are you? Yeah. yeah. He has so many that were bangers that you never heard on radio. Speaking of, you said a box set. my, my my mama had recorded Garth live in New York in Central Park, I guess. Yeah, that's she what it was. She recorded it with the, the, the VHS, right? Yeah. So I remember watching it. I had one of those uh, VCR combo TVs that wasn't but about, you know, shit, I don't know, 24 inches of even that. I don't know what it was. But I remember watching that and being like, I didn't, I did not realize then but i realize now how big of a how how many people that had to be i mean that's just stupid i mean the entire park is full for a country artist and 
I don't know, and not to mention just the show itself, the theatrics and everything. It was just killer, man. Just he's one that I wish I could have caught back in his heyday. I really, I really do. I know that there was, I had a chance a couple of years ago. I think he did another thing a couple of years ago that I wish I could have went to. Yeah, and he was doing two shows a night, two full out shows a night. So I mean, like you got that dude's got to be so intense. Like I mean, I mean, I've seen his interviews and stuff. But the rest of it, I mean, the intestinal fortitude, so to speak, has got to be crazy. And Lee Tucker can't walk down three spots of stairs. But, um, you really do. Gotta... Do what? You really are on him tonight, huh? Oh, I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I love him. I just, I just hate that he doesn't listen to me. He hears every other word I say, but I'm expected to hear everything he's ever told me and remember. You got You also have to read his mind. He'd be yeah. like, oh, I, just, I just thought y'all would want to go down there and eat about six and then go to so-and-so. I was like, why did you think we thought that? Did you even have that conversation with us? I mean. <laughs> he's probably going to be like, I guess you don't want me to go. He's probably gonna, I'm probably going to get a call and be like, oh, you don't want me to go to Texas? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he's going to do. <laughs> You normally – you got to have a, a, a three-week vacation after your one-week vacation. What do you want me to do? Yeah. But um, no, that is, I'm glad you're going to go, and I think it'll, it'll be good. Tell me uh, tell me about the event that you just went and helped out with in Alabama. So, that was – this is no joke, I, and I wish you would have been able to make that down there talk about my business schedule. You originally said you were going to try to come down. We, I mean, stuff happens. I got I to, gotta, you know, bust on you a little bit. But so – I'm originally from Hartford, Alabama, and somehow or another, I became friends with Miss Shay Boykin uh, on social media. And Shay was posting this stuff, uh, pictures and stuff this time last year, and it was of this big charity event. And it just looked like, the, the, just from the photos, I was like, that looks really cool. And, you know, that's something I'd like to get behind and be a part of. So um, I sent her a message and said, look, I, if y'all ever need music or anything like that, I'd love to help. And we lined it up last year and I got to go down to Baker, Florida and the Mike Meeks charity has an event where they do a wild game supper. They do raffles, they take donations, they do, you name it. And it was a 500 plus ticketed event. And man, it was, it's the coolest thing I have done in a long, long time. Uh, I know people probably saw my my post and, and I, you know, you won't always talk about how cool the night was, but it was sincere. I meant every word. Those are the coolest people I've been around, the most down to earth, genuine folks. They raised something like, for that event alone, I can't say, but they kind of read the, uh, the minutes, so to speak, of the year. They've like, they've done so much for their county as far as they feed like 200 kids a week. They do the backpacks and school supplies for people. Uh, I mean, they've helped the baseball team, softball, you name it. I mean, it's good down-to-earth people that are really giving back, and they keep it in their community. It was just – it was nuts. It was just amazing, really. That's cool. I really wish I'd have just loaded my ass up and gone. When I texted I, you Friday night, I should have just gotten a truck and went. The, the, uh, the place they hang out at – from so when I pull in, I have to call Shay, and I'm like, Am I supposed to be passing a deer feeder and a shooting house right now? She's like, "Oh, you're you're coming in the back way." I was like, "Okay." So here I am on this SUV, little trying to cut through sand, and I mean it's it's sand. Next thing I know, a side by side just whips by me. I pull in this place, and it is you can tell it's like a deer camp, and then there's this very impressive pole barn that has a kitchen, a saloon, bathrooms, storage, you name it. They basically, no pun intended, have their own country club is what it is now. It's literally, a, it's there. It is on some property where they can hunt and everybody, there is a hunting club aspect, but it is a country club for country folks. I mean, they have everything to fry fish, stuff to cook, you name it. I mean, it was, it was cool. I mean, just the being there was cool. Then you get to play for them. All oh, that was just nuts, man. I bet they went off for you. I bet they loved you. Well, between the auctioneer getting everybody, you know, um, loosened up to, you know, to 
make bids on these items and let's raise some money. They were all jacked. And then when that was done, oh man, we kicked them tables out the way. You ain't ever seen just tables move and it was a dance floor and it was, it was on, man. It was great. That's cool, dude. I, I wish I would just, just probe mass. I love, I wish like, I wish we saw more folks that we knew did like would do that. I like seeing people get passionate and like, go do that. And that's what I've talked. That's what I talked when I talked to some people. They were telling me, like, you know, they were thanking me, but then really I was telling them, like, thank y'all. Like, you don't, we live in such a cynical world. Mm-hmm. And I, and this is no, nothing on the, the, the business of music is such a cynical thing. And it's such a, you get caught up in like stuff that don't mean anything. It's not important. And then when you see the, the, kids lives are changing and the people what it's doing for others it really makes you reevaluate like what really matters and i was just i i couldn't brag enough on the people there and they were you know that's just what they do every year and i'm like y'all don't understand not everybody does this now I, I i can't think of a time or any place i've ever lived where you could get that many people together and everybody be on the same page and everybody be organized and everybody be there for the right reasons and still have a great time you know and it was just really something something impressive to see so the mike meeks charity hats off to y'all whatever y'all are doing y'all are doing it right yeah we'll have to definitely plan it out better next time because i'm sure you're going to go back it sounds yeah. like it sounds like you love it i didn't know what i was getting into but i'm glad i got to be there it was really awesome yeah that that's what's happened to me with a lot of people uh we've got some folks that are coming in on saturday this week that are involved with uh some veterans that deal with uh, mental health issues, they're putting some stuff together for Saturday. And um, they just want to get a conversation going. We're going to do a show. And it's uh, just a couple different organizations coming together that's talking about how the VA just are letting some vets down. And they just want to put, like, kind of the their stories out there. Yeah. And, and uh, until you just get around, like, some of these folks that are pushing stuff for the right reasons, not to hurt anybody, but just to – just to help people. It really makes you reevaluate like what you're doing and who you're around and why you want to go places and who like you want to be involved with. Yeah. And, w- and once you get hooked on some of these causes and shit, like you're, you're screwed. Like you're attached. Like you're like, okay, now you're family. You're fucked with me. Like I'm, yeah. I'm stuck. Well, I would rather spend my energy, like you said, on something like that than chasing something that doesn't matter. Man. Like a, like a French bulldog. Yeah. lee tucker if you listen to this i'm telling you right now bitch i love you i'm just fucking with you don't get your panties in a wad i just miss you i'm ready to be up there aggravating the shit out of you but the fact that you don't even know when i'm coming up there and i just talked to you yesterday hey dustin he didn't even call and tell me he wasn't stopping by here he drove right right past here and his ass didn't even be like you know what fuck him that he just didn't yeah, I had a friend do that one time on a duck lease I had in Arkansas. He drove seven hours from Alabama to Arkansas to my duck lease and didn't think like I was like, oh, when you hit that Arkansas line, it was like, oh shit, maybe I should call Pudge and invite him to hunt ducks with us. Yeah. When Lee drove through Cochran, he was like, oh shit, I was supposed to do a podcast with Josh Terry. Maybe I should call him. After he talked to me the day before. He calls me the day before to ask me a question. And then he's like, Hey, you want to play golf tomorrow? And I'm like, Yeah, dude, let's play golf if we got time. And by the way, uh, I love you. And uh, we're doing the like, I'm fixing to hit a million tomorrow. What would be more special than to have the guy who's introduced me to Dustin, to all these other people, the, the people that actually mean something to me? Let's let you be the millionth episode. Let's me and you sit here, bullshit. We'll go play golf, get a couple beers in us, uh, do the millionth episode, get dinner. You spend the night, get up and go back to Nashville. Yeah, buddy. That's a great idea, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll get on the road. It'd be fine. We'll get Gracie to watch the dog, Leroy. By the way, he named his fucking dog after himself. He has Lee in his dog's name. I would have never thought about it that way how much more of a single or only child can you get that you named (laughs) some of your dog after yourself he already changes every word in every song to lee he doesn't say me he says lee in every single song that's ever been wrote now come here lee come here come here lee roy 
Like nobody else can say anybody else's name. You're a good boy, Lee. You're Lee. a good boy, Lee. You're a good boy. That's a good boy. Yeah. And but he doesn't even call to tell me, hey, uh, I drove through Cochrane and decided not to stop. I had to see it on Snapchat that he was just like, oh shit, I forgot about you. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I just, you know, I love him, but it's fine. But wait till his next song comes out. Um bad, bad, Leroy Brown. DJ Parvo ain't sharing it. Uh. <laughs> That's what you should do is a remix or whatever they just do on uh, TikToks. Oh. Uh, man, you know what? Uh, the only thing I am a little disappointed in, I I was thinking that uh, we could get Alabama Clay when I shouldn't say disappointed. One thing I'm looking forward to and I really need to step it up is I want to see all these farmers make TikToks of Alabama Clay. Like it literally says my neck is red as Alabama Clay. I was expecting, I was expecting, and I guess I am a little, I was expecting to see like kids, like could you, when I was in high school, if anybody remotely from the state of Alabama come through there one time and stopped and played a song, I was like, oh, you got to hear this dude's music. Yeah. Shit. I don't even know what kids in high school listen to no more. Damn sure ain't no country music like me. It's got to be, I don't even know shit on TikTok, I guess. I don't know. All you needed was some dumbass with a squatted truck. With like an Alabama Clay sticker on the back, and it would have blown up. But then you would have been pissed because it would have been an Alabama Clay sticker on a squatted truck. Yeah, now I'd be like, "What is in the up church? Is this? What is the up church? What is the up church? Hey, what county is this? Not up church. He, he. I, I get. I, I use those words synonymous like they're the same. But you want to see some shit? Come out there. Where I used to work on River Road in Cheatham County. Lord have mercy. By the way, uh. I thought of you when I was on the way to Texas, when I went through uh, you, the, the Delta. Yeah. I'd never been through, like drove through that part of the like, the country before. Um, it's beautiful out there, dude. Where'd you cross through at Memphis? Oh, uh, I thought the Delta was in Mississippi. It is. Memphis is Mississippi. I mean, it's right there on the Mississippi river, bro. It's called oh, the yeah. Delta. Oh, the you, Delta. You the said river. Mississippi or you said Memphis. I was thinking you meant Memphis, Tennessee. It is, buddy. The Mississippi River flows. The Delta starts basically Memphis and goes down. Okay. Well, I came, I came through Georgia, so in Alabama, so I I don't know where the fuck I just do through Tuscaloosa, uh, through Tuscaloosa, and then come through Greenwood, Greenville, Mississippi. I don't know. I went through Salem, Alabama. That's the last thing I remember in Alabama. Sel Selma. Yeah. I, by the way, I've been meaning to say this on the show ever since. Like, I've I like went out there. I was expecting because the history tied to Selma, I was expecting it to be like so nice and everything. I was so sad when I went through there. You went over that bridge and you saw Selma. And it wasn't what you thought it was gonna be. Huh? No, I was so sad. I was like, this place has got to be like to have some beautiful churches and everything. Everything was a pawn shop and a fucking check cashing store. Yeah, kind of the forgotten South, so to speak, man. Yeah. I mean, they're in a lot of our small towns are like that. They used to have these nice, they were self-sufficient, had their own hardware store, had their own bank, had their, you name it, own beauty shop, barbershop, restaurant. But, man, just they come through and kill the little man, and it started, you know, started I, back. I literally had it set in my mind because, like, I'm a history buff. So, like, when I was going through, I'd already made up my mind that when I got to Selma, I wanted to stop, and there was a couple places I wanted to stop. And it was like, two three o'clock in the morning and i was like okay there shouldn't be anybody like on the bridge shouldn't be anybody one of the churches i had looked up that i wanted to stop at or whatever and uh i wanted to like there's a monument there i wanted to stop at and get a picture of it and uh and when i got there i was like i'm not getting out of this fucking car yeah i'm scared dang there and what's 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 unfortunate about that is there are some really pretty uh, old places and stuff around that area like old uh, farm homes plantation homes uh, and it's just hit or miss I mean like even like you fall Alabama has a beautiful downtown but on the outskirts it gets rough and then uh, it's just hard it's hard to find uh, towns that were able to hold on to whatever it was that was the economic impact of the time that kept homes and stuff like that there but if you pull into a town, it doesn't matter what town, what state you're in. When the first thing you see is a Dollar General, 
you know it's probably not as good as you want it to be. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah. I thought Georgia, like, I give you a lot of shit all the time about being from Alabama. But uh, I didn't realize how, like, I love your area. I love that. I love that small town feel, like being down in Hartford and everything uh, with y'all. But the wire area. Do what? The wiregrass area is what we're called. Oh, the wiregrass area. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that was sketchy. Some of that was scary. And then Mississippi, do what? No, no, no. The wiregrass area is where I'm from. Yeah, you're you like, I like your area. Your area is beautiful. Up there where you were at around Montgomery, Selma, yeah. kind of scary to you? Yeah, it just wasn't what I expected. I'm right. just so I well, I have never been in that area before. So like I'm I'm big into like just kind of venturing into like architecture, all that shit. So I took my time getting out to Texas. Um, I say I took my time. I really didn't. I kind of say a lot of Adderall, but and and drove all night. But I still wanted to see some shit. And uh, for some reason in Alabama, I tried to look at the little shit when you go through those little towns. And uh, Alabama just looks like y'all kind of got fucked in some places. Damn. I'm not going to let you talk about us like that. Your area doesn't. Well, next time you go to the Delta, you need to go around September, October, when everybody's starting to cut beans, mm -hmm. cut that kind of stuff, pick cotton. And it is gorgeous. When that sun starts going down across that out there, it's the flattest ground you've ever seen. Uh, it's, it's just beautiful, man. Almost killed like 8,000 deer uh, on that flat-ass ground at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Or no, it wasn't even that late. I've never seen so many deer in my life on that fucking yeah. four-lane, boy. Before you hit the uh, Mississippi, it's pretty bad through through all that right there. And then when you get down the Delta, it gets even, you know, a little bit better on you, but. Well, what, what, uh, you're going down next week. So I know you're not going to be in Nashville at the same time as me. And by the way, thank you for letting me stay at your house. Yeah, man. At least I can do for you. I, I promise I won't let Lee Tucker come over. He, he does. Look, Lee does not leave Franklin. He is a, he's no longer a Nashvilleian. He's a Franklinian. And that's for all you that don't know, Franklin is where all the money is now in Nashville. They moved down there. They all have their farms, as they call them. Um, they're basically, uh, just pastures and people get side by sides and a tractor they never drive. That's where Lee lives now. He wanted to get down there. Um, so yeah, Lee don't come up here much anymore. Fuck so Lee. He's not gonna, you won't have to worry about him. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I'll Franklin, probably Franklin is super nice. So that's probably, if you were looking for wife material, that's a good place to start. Why the fuck did he move there then? Uh, probably for his business. <laughs> oh, for business. Okay. Yes. Or, you know, he gets these ideas too. I, I, you know, sometimes he, he probably found one bar he liked and was like, you know what? I want to, I want to, I want to be able to drink a bourbon and get, oh, I know why. His gym was down there. That's where his, it's a spa slash swimming pool slash if you want to work out place is down there. That's why. You're trying to get me in trouble with him. No, I'm not. That's exactly you start. You started talking about that goddamn gym. That gym is bigger than a fucking Walmart. I heard it was like basically a playground for kids, like a big ass Disney World for Botox and 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 push ups or something. How many times has he been? You're asking the wrong person. I don't live in Franklin. You know that he ain't going out Snapchatting it or putting it on Instagram that he went, and I ain't seen it on Instagram or Snapchat. I'm not here to make fun of Lee today. I'm not here. I'm not here to make fun of him. If he'd have been on the show when he was supposed to, it, this wouldn't have been a this wouldn't have been a be beating on him session. Well, that's why he moved to Franklin because his resort is down there. His workout area is down there. Well, I'm gonna hang out with the poor people around uh, Nashville. We'll, we'll just call us common folks. We're not Com poor. excuse me, the you commoners. Can't, can't live in Nashville and be poor. Now you'll be and broke. Yeah. You're right. Well, uh, what are you going to? Because we're fitting to get off for in a minute. What are you going to Florida for? Is it anything with music? Or are you just getting away? Oh no, no, no. yeah. Uh, so next weekend is the the Black Creek Catfish Tournament, and Black Creek is a, a place that is basically it's a river that dumps into the Apalachicola Bay, which is where we were at when we went down there to Destin. Mm -hmm. Big bridge we went over comes in right there anyway it's an old fish camp a lot of our families have had trailers down there 
RVs, campers, little brick houses, you name it. Well, um, it's got some new ownership now, and uh, we want to just go hang out one more good time before everything. We don't know what might change and what might not change. So keeping it, keeping it as old school as it used to be, but this is something that is old as good hangouts. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to play some music for them and all that stuff. I got you. Well, uh, well, damn. Okay. Well, hey, I'm going to miss you. It seems like, are you going to end up trying to get that right changed where you come back to Georgia or did you, where you get a change? Is after I go to Black Creek, I'm not going to come back to Nashville. We'll either I'll write with those guys via Scott, like we're doing now, and I can come to Georgia. That way we can go to Savannah. Let's do that. Let's do that. You can use my studio to write with them just like we're doing now through Zoom, Zoom or whatever. That'll be perfect. And me and you are going to fuck some shit up in Georgia or in, in Savannah. What are you doing? Are you are you playing a show in Savannah or are we just going to Savannah? Um, I'm trying was, to promote anything you have coming up. Is what I'm doing. I was play a show in Savannah and I said, the guy hadn't got back with me yet. And you're like, you've never been to Savannah? And I was like, no. You were like, well, I'm taking you to Savannah either way. Oh, yeah. That's true. Can't make fun of Lee not remembering stuff. You. At least I'm trying to do something with you, and I'm just not. You're you're to not remember how we're going to hang out. I just know we're hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I know. Uh, Well, dude, uh, thank you for letting me stay there. We're going to have fun next couple weeks. And um, there's something else. There was something else, but I don't fucking remember. Go have fun. Are you going to eat with Lee, or are you going to eat with some good people? Now I got some one of my good friends, Kimball Davis, is in town. He's the guy I wrote Houston with. Give it to great we just got through we broke three songs in the past two days with various other songwriters and i'm gonna go have supper with them but i appreciate you having me on the show and uh, you're gonna help everybody uh boost up that alabama clay for me absolutely do you got any merch to give away like a couple shirts two or three shirts yeah you just tell me how to do it i got all sorts of shirts uh what's your what's your instagram and your tiktok is it just dustin heron music is the same as TikTok, Dustin Herring Music. All right, if you uh, – I'll give away some stuff. Tag Dustin Herring Music uh, on TikTok and an Instagram. Make a TikTok with Alabama Clay. Tag him and me in it. And if you do that, we'll pick some people uh, Friday this week, and uh, two or three people, and I'll give, you, I'll give you a shirt, and he'll give you a shirt. That works for me. How do we do it? We say whoever gets the most views or whoever, yeah. whichever one. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll give it a week. You know what? We'll give it a week. Whoever gets the most views on a video, to the first, the top three people gets the most views on videos, we'll give you some shirts and shit. You know, Goodwill, I'm going to send everybody else a little something anyway. Yeah, too. yeah, a little something, something. A little dick pic. Um, <laughs> this is a little curly cute. The pick uh, is little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minimum file. Uh, all right, folks. Well, thank you all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. I'll catch you later. <laughs>